0: Welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert, and on a great day, my husband, Aaron, joins me as the co host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. All right, guys, you have the privilege of hearing from Aaron and I together again today. And can I just say as a side note, this podcast started out as something that I was going to do and the timing, of course, is perfect, but God completely brought Aaron on board with all of this before it ever launched. And so now I get to enjoy days like this Amen. where Aaron and I get to hang <laughs> out and talk about marriage together. So Aaron just finished listening to the episode yep. from Craig and Lori's part two and you're pretty excited, huh?
1: Yeah, uh, Excellent interview. There's some there's some exciting news that Craig and Lori are going to share um, today. It's as I was telling Candy, it's almost as if Craig and Lori just got back from this amazing vacation somewhere in the world, and and they're just sharing their stories of that adventure. And and it's just you get excitement, and you're yeah. like, oh, hey, I want to buy plane tickets on what you just went through. I and love so that. For the for those newlyweds, listen to this adventure that this couple has just that they're continuing to go on, but Mm -hmm. just get excited about that. And then those couples that are maybe in the repair phase or, or in the valleys and still struggling that this couple, uh, Craig and Lori are, can bring hope. Um, they can, they can remind you that it's worth fighting for that marriage is worth fighting for that your, your partner is on your side. And then maybe, maybe your marriage is doing great. Uh, it's humming along and you just need to maximize it. There's some, there's some great tidbits that they share um, that have strengthened their marriage, that uh, that we can all use and add to. So yeah. excellent interview. If you missed it, go back listen to it. Uh, if your husband hasn't listened to it, uh, gonna need him to go back and listen to it because I got some good stuff for him coming up.
0: That's so good, yeah. And so we'll just kind of kick it off with talking about the trial just briefly. Uh, Lori and Craig went through a, a trial, or you know, an unexpected darker season of their life when they were caring for Laurie's mother, although the time of caring for her, Laurie describes as some of the best times she had. But because her responsibilities and her energy were shifted toward caring for her mother, it was a bit of a trial time for their marriage, yeah, and what some of the things that you heard really from Craig and just the perspective that they took in that,
1: yeah. So what I heard in Craig's voice and just kind of want to bring out is, um, it was a team effort. It was something that this family um, was faced with that they took it to the Lord in prayer, felt confirmed in their decision to to move and to care for Lori's mom, and and Lori stepped up parenting up. Uh, and then Craig stepped up um, and cared for the family while Lori was putting all of her energy um, and emotions um, into caring for her mother, as well as the other family members on Lori's side. So just really a team environment. Craig used the words, uh, we did what needed to be done. And I just um, I just love those words. There was no resentment in that. It was an all-team effort to conquer this hardship, this trial. Uh, Seven-month, I believe, is what they shared Um, But other other folks, you know, your your trial may be a seven day trial, or it could be a seven year trial that you're fighting for. So lots of lots of elements. There's
0: always going to be trials, though. Yeah. And you need to buckle down as a team to get through those trials or those unexpected bumps. That will affect your your marriage, and that is bound to happen. And one of the things that I loved was when Laurie said, "We were God honoring, we were marriage or spouse honoring. Through all of that, we did what we felt the Lord was telling us to do, and we honored one another like the way they described being a team. And yet, by the time they got to the end of that season, there was some hurts and there was some disconnect in their marriage, even though. They were God-honoring and marriage-honoring. It still brought them to the other side of that trial, disconnected with some hurts and some pains. And just like last weekend, I was leading in worship and I said, being a Christian doesn't mean everything's going to be good in life. Being, being God-honoring doesn't mean everything's going to be easy. So here they are at the other end of that trial uh, you called it the post-trial Post, season.
1: Yeah, post-war, post-trial. Yeah,
0: and Craig even said, looking back now, they should have gone to counseling right away yeah. to start to figure out what's our new normal. Who are we after we've come through this trial? How do we love each other as we are now? Because we're not the same as we were before. Yeah,
1: they're changed. They were yeah. changed. They. Uh, some of the phrases that they shared that they were thinking or, or that they would say out loud was, You know, the little things became big things. You know, I've heard that and lots of couples sharing that. Um, They decided not to talk about issues Mm. or uh, I think Lori shared, I worked all day and the last thing I wanted to do was fight um, in the evening. And so it's just the illustration that she gave was treading water, just kind of just treading water, not moving anywhere, not advancing anywhere. Some would even say drifting backwards, Mm -hmm. that new normal. They found themselves in after that, um, that set seven-month trial.
0: And I would say that wherever you are listening to this, if we could have a show of hands of every person who has consciously not talked about something because you didn't want to make a scene or you didn't want it to feel like you were nagging your spouse or you'd had a long day and you knew it would lead to a disagreement so you just didn't say anything I'm guessing here, no statistics, but I would imagine almost every single one of us has has had a time like that where we choose to not talk about something that probably needs to be talked about.
1: At the right time and right place. Right. Yes, of course, yes. there's a
0: whole lesson on that, right? <laughs> but in their case, kind of the the crux of all of that was that the more you dust things under the rug, mm-hmm. the bigger the dust bunny gets, you know, and eventually- It's a landmine. I think uh, the parrots are the ones that say, you know, when you bring up a topic and all of a sudden there's an explosion, you call it a landmine because it's not that one thing in that one moment, but there's something harbored under there that hasn't been talked about and and figured out. And that's kind of where where they landed after a lot of time is that all these things have been brushed under the rug and now they were really big things and they weren't necessarily equipped if I if I might use my own words, they they weren't equipped to work through all of that at that point.
1: Yeah, and and Craig uh, shared with his some of his feelings of, of this, of this phase of the situation, and um, they they said we have a problem. It wasn't that Lori had a problem or Craig had a problem. This is that we felt ourselves that we needed help. We have a problem, and we need assistance out of that. And and Craig opened up. I can totally rate with him from a man's perspective that in that moment. It feels as if you're defeated. Craig said, men are fixers, and if you can't fix something, then that seems like a reflection upon you, which is a lie. Right. Um, that, that's that's not the truth, but it feels like it, mm-hmm. but um, we, we can't really um, take because um, we hit a hard point or, or struggle in our marriage, and we can't find a way around it between the two of us, that seeking counsel or seeking advice is somehow uh, we have failed at marriage, and I mean, just let's look at this. God bless us. <laughs> Hopefully we are married for 40, 50, 60 plus years. Who has enough wisdom at age, whatever you get married, um, that you have everything figured out for every season of life that you can be successful in marriage for 50, 60 right. plus no years? There's no
0: way to have There's all no of that wisdom.
1: You, you, you have to get additional input additional education as you move through, as you both grow and change, mm-hmm. and as you move through different phases of life. So why why is there such a dark cloud on counseling? Why is there such shame associated with, ah, we're struggling, we need help? That It's, it's a perspective. Um,
0: and I think that's important too, even though Aaron was addressing the men in that, because it is such a man's heart often that they want to be able to fix it. And, and this feels like a failure, which it's not, it's not, it's not. But I think that's important too as wives for us to realize that if we say to our husband, hey, babe, I think we need counseling. They take that maybe more personally than we do because they feel like, well, no, I don't need somebody else's help. I can fix our marriage. I can, What do we need to do? What do I need to do to fix it? You know? And, and so as the wife, we have to I don't know, just understand that perspective of our our husband's hearts and how they think about something like that. And it's different than ours. Again, we're totally generalizing on the gender thing. Sometimes it's flip-flopped, but typically the men view it very differently than we do. And so we need to come with an extra dose of love and patience and, and understanding for them to come to that realization of like, I'm okay with this. Let's go get some help. You know, let's go get some help. Which, back to Aaron's main point, is that's a good thing. Yes. And the majority of us, at some point, at least once in our marriage, are gonna need some wisdom poured in, or some help, or some counseling uh, to help us.
1: I mean, you're you're so right, Candy. I mean, guys, just guys and gals, look, look, look at the other aspects of your life. What what other areas are you investing in outside counseling? I mean who has an investment advisor right. who has a CPA who who has a workout trainer right. i mean that's a huge industry of someone helping you work out or keeping you motivated for the guys playing golf guys or gals playing golf i mean when you get a wicked slice <laughs> you can't fix it there there's nothing you can do you have to either go pay for that hour that two hour long lesson you got to watch some youtube videos you got to retrain some muscles to get that that slice figured out no it doesn't matter how how much harder you swing the ball or right. how you position your feet you're going to most likely going to need some additional outside advice so why why, why is marriage any different right. it shouldn't be
0: when you go to an expert for some help on all these other areas of our lives why do we see it as negative if we go to an expert or a specialist to help us in our marriage that should be like a gold star to say I care enough about my marriage. I'm willing to get some expert help. Right. That's right.
1: That's right. And and the, the other aspect of that. Don't waste your time. I mean, if you're if you allow me to stay on the golfing example here, but <laughs> sure. uh, If you get a wicked slice, you do not want to go out and play Pebble Beach.
0: <laughs>
1: you don't want to go out and play a bunch of eighteen holes of golf because you're, it's going to be miserable. Because yeah. you got this wicked slice, you're going to be on the right side and. Not in the fairway.
0: frustrating.
1: Absolutely frustrating. Why waste your time? Pause. Go get that expertise advice before it gets any worse. Get it fixed and get it realigned. I
0: love that. And that's that's my heart for marriage is Aaron and I have a very imperfect marriage. <laughs> but we've always worked at it. Amen. And at the same time we have a great marriage. I have experienced how Good and what a blessing marriage can be. And I want that for everybody else. And too many people settle and go, Well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get, or I guess I can just push through with the way it is. But it can be great. And so, like you just said, pause. If it is not everything you want it to be, pause and get some help. Read a book. Do a Bible study. Get a counselor. Get a mentoring couple. Absolutely. Find a couple that you say, man, I love what I see that they have in their marriage. I'd like a little bit of that. And ask them to spend some time with you because it's worth it. And so, yeah, don't waste the time. Make it better.
1: I mean, God created marriage.
0: Right. For and, a very good purpose. And he is a
1: loving and perfect God. And yeah. so he's not going to he created something to be great. Don't settle for mediocre yeah. or, or lesser. Of Amen. That. You know, Proverbs fifteen twenty two, 22, um, great wisdom there. It says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, um, but with many advisors they succeed. I mean, you could say, Marriages fail for lack of counsel. Yes. Um, but with many advisors along the way they will succeed. That's
0: so good. That's so good yeah we could just say exclamation point done <laughs> right there
1: but that's all that's excellent I mean that's Craig and Lori's story that's that's their trial that's their adventure you know Craig said he wished that at that moment coming out of that trial out of that test that they had paused yep and went and got counseling instead of wasted those are my words some months. Yeah. Um, of of fighting for it until they they humbled themselves and said we need help. And so them speaking out there, if you need help, pause. It's okay. It's not a, a shameful thing yeah. to say. Hey, we need we need. There's this area of our marriage or this trial or this unforgiveness um, that we need help with. There's help out there. Absolutely. So moving on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, In their interview, um, another amazing uh, gold nugget, I would say, protect your marriage time. Lori Mm -hmm. and Craig shared their um, new normal. They found a special little nugget of time Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, They're almost um, empty nesters. So they're fixed. They shared with us how they fix some special coffee and then keep the electronics off. No TV, no Facebook. Um, with some good coffee, and they go back to bed, and they just sit there and talk. Mm-hmm. Craig said so it would be a little bit awkward at first, but just a really special time. I think there's some great wisdom in that. And, and if you don't protect your time, um, it will be overtaken with other things. And they may be good things, but they're not great things. And so, um, and men, this does not come natural. I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> speaking to myself here. Find that time, find that nugget time. If you got kids, you're gonna have to protect that time. Get away. Could just be Chick Fil A. It could be a walk in the parks, and the kids ahead of you on the trail, so it's just you and the wife. You you need 30 minutes, an hour, just to be with your wife regularly, regularly, regularly. Doesn't have you don't have to take her to the Bahamas. Although that'd be great, (laughs) or the Cayman,
0: or Destin,
1: but. I just just need that little nugget time
0: yeah as he as he spoke to the different seasons of marriage I would say it too you know newlyweds start good habits do this from the get-go and make it a habit even before the kids are there because it gets harder and harder and harder as life gets busier and and if you're in a, a season of trial, it's worth it fight for it do everything you can to have that time to set that habit. And and if you're maximizing your marriage, again, start some new habits, try some new things, but make it a, a guarantee as often as possible to spend that time with your spouse. And again, to reference how Craig said, it might seem awkward at first to just sit there in the morning with your coffee, whatever it is. It might be awkward at first. Um, you know, we re- encourage couples to pray together, especially if you're in a season of trial. Pray over one another uh, so that God can cover the hurts that you're working through. And praying together out loud is super awkward when it's not something that you've <laughs> practiced before. That it's not something that you're used to. But awkward doesn't always mean bad. So push through the awkwardness. If you're not used to sitting down at dinner and having a conversation together, mm-hmm. by golly, start trying. Start working on that. You know, Put your phone away and have a conversation. And then the kids, our kids, you, you kind of train them too. As you're training each other, you're training them. And so Aaron and I, on Saturday mornings, Aaron, yep. I'm unbeknownst to him, was starting a a routine that we now treasure and love that he fixes a big breakfast on Saturday mornings when we're all home together. And and we treasure that. He makes biscuits from scratch and sausage and gravy and scrambled eggs. And it's always the same. And we love it, love it, love it. And the kids plan on it now. The kids ask for, is daddy making breakfast this weekend? But they know after everybody's eaten, they leave the table and they leave us alone because we sit there and keep drinking our coffee and we talk until we're done talking. Yeah. And it's our catch up time.
1: And, and it's it's not easy. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, I have a to-do list, mm. personal to-do list as well as wife and post to-do hey, list. Hey, <laughs> there's
0: no honey do list.
1: <laughs> and it's sitting on the counter over there and I have my Saturday planned out and it is hard to say, I'm going to sit here an hour Maybe more.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to sleep in a little bit Saturday morning. Fixing breakfast takes a little bit of time. Um, the afternoon, the noon is creeping up on you. Yeah. And the to-do list hasn't been touched yet. But um, it's that choice of I'm placing the quality time, choosing that, hey, this this hour, investing in marriage, investing in my wife, is better than any to-do list item over there getting that thing knocked off. I'm just yeah. telling you, it's hard. you gotta got to fight that schedule, that draw to go Get something else done. Because if you don't fight for your marriage, as Craig says, the the little things are going to become big Big things. things.
0: Yeah. And it is not hard for me to sit at the table. (laughs) Because quality time is my absolute number one love language. So I am just being fed and fed and fed and fed by having his attention and us talking there at the table. It is not hard for me at all. I crave it. And so that's a place where we have learned to meet one another in the middle. And I will say what's on your to-do list or what do you have planned for the day? And I will I will respect that if he says, man, I really, babe, I really got to be somewhere doing such and such at this time. I help watch the clock and I honor him in that way. And so we meet each other in the middle on that. And now it's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess he still worries a little bit on his to-do list, but make those times, train your kids up to know you are setting an example of making your marriage a priority by them seeing you make that priority. When we say it's date night, our kids roll their eyes a lot because they're like, oh, you're going out again. But they also appreciate that because yeah. they know that we are solid and love one another and that gives them a security yeah. too.
1: But yeah, good good modeling healthy habits yeah. uh, for your kids. That's better than than giving them a a sermon on their wedding day of how they need to... Yeah, that's not going to do a whole <laughs> lot of That's not going to do a lot. Yeah. Excellent interview. Um, if you missed it, go back. Yeah. Um, draw your husband in here. I think I gave him some good nuggets. Absolutely.
0: Um, Absolutely. You can draw your husbands in now. This is not a female podcast. <laughs> this is a marriage podcast with a husband and wife, both there speaking into it. And Aaron has such good wisdom to share. Not because it's all become easy. Nope. Um, or because it came easy, but because it's worth it and... Uh, We see the benefits, and so we want that for you. And we will be back with you soon. Sounds great. See you soon. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.